All right, now I'll get up. Um, sorry about that. Please grab a seat. Um, I really just can't pick music altogether. Um, for those who don't know me, um, my name is Josh and I'm part of the leadership team here at Beyond. If you're just joining us for the first time or joining us um, for the first time in a while and you don't consider yourself a religious person, we're so glad to have you here. In fact, um, if you stick around long enough, you find out that we're not that religious either. If this is your first... Oh, no, if you're new to Beyond... The way we like to do things is we like to take a topic or idea and marinate it and unpack it over a couple of weeks. Um, Last week, we wrapped up our six-part series, Guess Who?, where we looked at knowing who you are and growing into the person you want to become. And next week, as Chris mentioned, we're going to be launching a brand new series. Um, uh, Yeah, I don't know the name of it, but we're launching it next week. But tonight, we're going to be doing things a little differently um, because tonight's message, instead of being connected to a part of a series, it's going to be a classic one-and-done, one-hit wonder where we're just going to be taking a topic and looking at it for tonight only. And the topic we're going to be looking at tonight is how can we live in a consistent way with our own values, morals and beliefs? Now, for those who don't know me, I'm normally not this dressed up when I um, go out, um, especially to church. Normally, um, I'm what you call uh, your typical Australian bloke, in that I only know how to cook two things, steak and snags. My vocabulary, um, my top three responses include crikey, mate, and she be right. My, my favourite sport is cricket, and most importantly, my... My only choice of footwear, my favourite choice of footwear, the thing I always wear, the most adored piece of uh, memorabilia that I own, the thing I absolutely love and adore are my pluggers. Now, if you're not Australian or you're not up to that level of Australian, you don't know what I mean when I say pluggers, I'm talking about thongs if you're from America, um, they're flip-flops, but I absolutely love my pluggers. But if you haven't noticed already, I'm actually not wearing my pluggers tonight. I'm wearing these brand new Nike shoes. And I absolutely love these shoes, and there's a bit of a story behind these shoes. See, I've got these shoes this week. And the reason why I got these shoes is, while I was out at dinner um, last Sunday, I was at Schnitz, and I was, I was eating my chicken schnitzel um, Caesar salad, and I was sitting down with a mate. And while I was eating, I, I had this light bulb moment, and all of a sudden, just this, this light bulb popped into my brain, and I was like, you know what would be a good idea? You know what would be the best idea? I'm going to run a half marathon. Just, I, I, I don't think anyone else out there has ever had that idea, but I thought it was a great idea at the moment. On Sunday night, while I was eating my chicken sandwich, I was like, bam, I'm going to run this half marathon. So I asked my mate, you know, you know what, we should run a half marathon. And he was like, go for it. And gave me the big green, a green light thumbs up. So I went straight home after that. I mean straight home because I needed to start preparing for this. I needed to start geeing myself up, getting ready for this half marathon because... I don't know if you've ever ran a half marathon, but it's 21 kilometres. That's 21,000 uh, metres. So, like, that is a long distance. So I need to really train for that. So I went home and I was like, I need to prepare. But I was like, oh, I need, I need to know where to start. So I got my, got my notepad out and started dot-pointing things that I needed to do in order to prepare for this race. And my first dot point was, well, I'm going to need to train, right? I'm just going to need to train. Um, my second dot point I thought to myself, well, if I'm going to train, if I'm going to run this marathon, I probably can't run into my pluggers. As much as, much as like, I, I love my pluggers, I just don't believe that they're going to be able to you know, resist you know, 21 kilometres. So I was like, all right, I'm going to need to buy these plugs. Oh, I'm going to need to buy some shoes. So I, I, I threw, threw my notepad to the side, flicked my um, biro off, off to the side, and then whipped out my, iP- uh, my laptop, and I was like, Googled running shoes. 
and uh, got to Foot Locker, found some really snazzy Nikes. And then from there, I was like, uh, I looked up when they opened at Foot Locker. It turns out they opened at 9 o'clock. I looked at the closest, my sh- closest store, set my alarm clock for nice and early in the morning, woke up, jumped in the car. First thing I did, didn't even have a shower, just jumped in the car, went to Foot Locker, and went... I was just really driven when I went to the shop. Grabbed a thing off the wall. I didn't even look at the other shoes. I just grabbed the ones that I already, already picked out. Went up to the guy and I was like, can I get these in a size 11? And he's like, yes, you can. So I sit down, I take off my pluggers, put on some socks, about to put on my shoes. And as soon as those shoes hit my feet, it was like, I really, it was just amazing. It's like, I have never felt anything better on my feet in my whole entire lifetime. And that was a big hit for me because I absolutely love my pluggers. I absolutely fell in love with these shoes. I didn't believe in love in first sight, but I definitely believe in love in first touch because they were amazing. <laughs> I can just speak from experience. So I, bought, I went and bought those shoes straight away and I didn't even like switch in back into my pluggers. I just kept those shoes on and then I went out that store and I wore them all day long. Um, I actually went and tested out my shoes. Uh, normally go for a 5k run but I got to 5k's and I was like I'm feeling pretty good. This is just like uh, walking on clouds. So I ended up running 13 kilometres, just an extra eight kilometres because I actually loved these shoes and then later that night I was like these are so brilliant. Why can't, why don't I wear Nikes every day of my life? So I was like, oh, well, I can't wear my running Nikes every day. So I, I went and looked up, you know, just casual Nikes. Found a really nice pair, this pair actually, um, at Hype. And so the next day, Tuesday morning, I went out to Hype, bought these new shoes. And since Tuesday, I've been wearing these shoes every day because I absolutely love these Nikes. And whenever I go up to my mates, you know, this week, when they see me with these shoes, they're just puzzled. And instead of saying, hello, Josh, the first thing that comes out of, their mate, uh, out of their mouth is like, what have you done with Josh? He's wearing Nikes. Like, they just can't imagine why I'm not wearing my pluggers because it's really inconsistent with the person I am. And, like, that's just one example of how inconsistent I can be with who I am. But I'm con- inconsistent a lot with, like, the person I am and what I believe and what I value. You know, I value honesty, but like a lot of the time I find myself lying to people. I, I value humility, but I find myself you know, being absorbed with pride. And I think we see that, um, we see that inconsistency in other people. You know, they, they have this set of values, they have this set of standards, yet even though that's their own standards, yet that's own, their own beliefs, they, f- they fall short of those. The way they act, the way they lived, isn't always consistent with those set of beliefs. I think it's the same in each and every one of our lives. And whether you're Christian or not, or whether you're from any other religion, we all have a set of standards, we all have a set of values, we all have a set of beliefs. And like it or not, we're not always consistent with those set of beliefs. We're not always consistent with those set of values and morals. And it begs to ask the question, why? If we value it, if we, if we love it, if we believe in it, why do we fall short of it? Why are we inconsistent with what we believe? Why are we inconsistent with what we value? And that's what we're going to be looking at tonight. That's what we're going to be unpacking and wrestling with is how can we live in a consistent way with what we value and what we believe? And to help us wrestle with this, we're going to be looking at um, this, this verse in the book of Proverbs. Now, this issue that, or this problem that we face of being inconsistent with what we value isn't just a 21st century problem, isn't, isn't just a problem that we face in today's culture, but it's a problem that 
people have been facing for generations, almost like it's woven into the human nature. And this guy called Solomon writes about this problem and writes why we are inconsistent with what we do and what controls our actions. And if you don't know who Solomon is, Solomon was a guy, he's the wisest guy in the whole Bible aside from Jesus, and he writes this book called Proverbs, where he pretty much downloads every intelligent thought, every wise um, belief and everything helpful that he believes into this book. And he just downloads everything into it. And if you went to go read it um, and you love highlighting, you probably need to go to Officeworks and buy yourself a 10-pack of highlighters because every second sentence is just a drop of wisdom. And he drops this wisdom bomb in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, where he kind of tells us why we do what we do. And he says this, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Not, not just some of what you do, but everything you do. Not most of what you do, but everything you do flows from the heart. And to kind of explain what Paul's talking about, or what Solomon's talking about here, I want to draw you a little picture. I'm not going to draw the Mona Lisa because I'm not that great at drawing, but I'm going to draw you a picture. So, Solomon is talking about the heart. Here we have a nice little circle with the heart in the middle. And he's like, everything you do flows from the heart. So, we have our heart in the middle. And we have a circle outside of that. Everything we do. So that must be actions, right? And there must be the things we do. So we have our actions on the outer ring. But there's something that's also within that. Something that controls our actions. And that is our thoughts and emotions. And what he's saying is, what you let into your heart controls your thoughts, it controls your emotions, and it controls your actions. Everything flows from the heart. Everything you do, everything you think, everything you feel flows from the heart. And he says, guard your heart because everything flows from it. Your actions, your emotions, your feelings. And if you don't guard it, then you'll find yourself being inconsistent with who you are. Find yourself being inconsistent with the way you live inconsistent with your values, morals and beliefs because you let things into your heart which are in opposition with the way you want to think, with the way you want to feel and the way you want to act. And Paul doesn't, uh, Solomon just doesn't leave it there. He tells us what to put in our heart. He tells us, he gives us an insider's opinion of what's the best thing to put into our heart so that we can think in a way, we can feel a way and we can act in a way which is uh, the best way for living. And he says this in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to 22. My son, everyone, pay attention to what I say. He's talking about what God says. Turn your ear to God's words, my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life for those who find them, and they are health to one's body. What he's saying is, if you want, everything flows from the heart your actions, your thoughts and your emotions and the best thing you can let into your heart, the best thing that you can um, filter through and put, uh, filter through your actions, thoughts and emotions through is God and to let his words into your heart and to let his 
uh, what he says you are and what his plan is for you into your heart because they are life to one's whole body. Now, some of you here in this room may have already let God into your heart, may already say that you've uh, let Jesus into your heart, yet I'm willing to bet that you're not always consistent with the way you live, the way you, uh, you're not always consistent with uh, a set of morals or values or beliefs. I'm willing to bet everyone here has let something into their heart which has the potential to set themselves up or set them in a direction that they want to lead, yet continually find themselves falling short of a set of values, morals and beliefs. And here's why. You can't be consistent with your morals, values and beliefs if you have things in your heart which are in opposition to each other. When we find ourselves, even though we let the right things into our heart, we also let the wrong things into our heart. And then when they're in opposition to each other, we've got something leading us one way, something telling us how to act and think and feel in one way. And then we've got something which is completely opposite, telling us to act, feel and uh, live in a, a, a completely different way. And they're dragging us in two different directions. And when we have that, when we have that opposition in things in our heart, we will never be consistent with what we believe, what we value, and a set of standards because they're in opposition with each other. For example, um, if you watch the NRL Grand Final and you're kind of a Queensland fan, you're not really um, an NRL fan, but you, you like the Broncos, you like the Cowboys, if you're watching that, it's really hard to be consistent with who you support because you want the Broncos to win, but you also want the Cowboys to win. And it's like, well, Cowboys score a try. It's like, yes, up the Cowboys. And then it's also like, oh, no, boo the Cowboys because, you know, we want the Broncos to score. You just can't be consistent with your values and beliefs when you have two things at which are in opposition. And it's the same with the way we live. When we let something into our heart, whether that's, um, whether that's um, a, a positive comment, whether it's a, a person or an action that someone um, does towards us, if we let that into our heart, but then we let something which is in opposition to it, something which is counterintuitive to the, um, to the other thing we've let into our heart, we will find ourselves being, living in inconsistency. And it's the same when we let Jesus into our heart. If, if, we, live, if we put Jesus in our heart, but then we also put you know, selfish desires or we put um, addictions and we put them in our heart, we will never be consistent with the plan he has for our life. We'll never be consistent with the um, the purpose he has for our life. And that's why um, we really need to be careful with what we put in our heart because everything flows from our actions, thoughts, and our feelings. And this idea, this concept of how our heart determines the course of our lives has the potential to simplify yours and my life, has the potential to set ourselves on a direction that we want to lead. However, this concept, this idea... It's simply a tool. It's like a hammer. With it, you can build a house, you can build a home, but if you don't use it, what good is it? It's the same with this concept. You know, this concept has the ability to set you up for success in every arena of life, but if you don't use it, if you don't take hold of it, then what good is it? So that's why here at Beyond, we've got this thing called Full Monday because we believe there is no point coming to church on Sunday if it isn't helpful what doesn't change you for Monday? This week's for Monday, aside from buying a, a brand new set of Nikes, is to be selective with who and what you let into your heart. Not just let anyone into your heart, not let everything into your heart, but be selective. 
Filter out those things which are in opposition to the way you want to live. Filter out those things which are in opposition to your set of standards, to your set of beliefs and values. And to be selective with who and what you let into your heart. Because everything flows from the heart. If you want to take control of your actions, if you want to take control of the way you feel and the way you think, then you need to be selective with who and what you let into your heart. Now, I want to challenge everyone here. Now, you might not consider yourself a Christian. You just came along for the dinner afterwards. But I want to challenge everyone to be selective and let Jesus into your heart. Because as Solomon writes, they will give you life. They are life to one's whole body. Not just let Jesus into your heart, but filter out all those other things that are in opposition to who he says you are and to the plan he has for you. Because there's only, if you want to live out that plan, you want to live out that future, live out that hope he has for your life. If you want to be consistent with the way he, or the plan he has for you, then you need to filter out those other things that are in opposition to him. 15, 20 minutes, you're going to head out that door and you've got a decision to make whether or not you actually take this truth and you take this, this concept and apply it to your life or whether you just leave it, whether you just forget about it and not actually apply it and just continue to live the way you are and continue to be inconsistent with a set of values, morals and beliefs. And I want to challenge everyone to not just leave it but actually take hold of it. I want to paint you a picture of what that could look like just imagine imagine if you took hold of this concept and you let Jesus into your heart and you filtered out all those other things that were in opposition imagine what your life would look like and what we would look like as a community if we did that if we let Jesus in and filtered out all those other things you know Jesus said to love one another as I have loved you imagine if we did that we would love others as Jesus loved and people would look in on us and they'd be like Wow, I, I maybe don't buy the whole Jesus thing, but boy, those guys love in a, in a, a radical way. Those guys love a way which I would love my son to love a girl. They love in a way which I would love my daughter to date a boy. I don't buy the whole Jesus thing, but I want to work for someone like that. I want to employ someone like that because they love in such a radical way, a radical way which leads them in a a direction. They live a life that's completely different to the way I live. So I want to challenge you to do that this week, to be selective with who and what you like to your heart. We're going to wrap up and pray right now. So I ask you to bow your heads. Dear Father, um, we just thank you for tonight. We just uh, thank you for our hearts, Lord, and thank you for the plan that you have for us. Just pray that you enable us to be selective with who and what we lend into our hearts. And to filter out all those other things that are in opposition to the way you would have us live, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen.